Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. So the thought was that uh, this signing day might be a little, you know, anticlimactic that most of the transfers have already occurred and Mm -hmm. most of the big signings have occurred. Well, as Jake Shapiro writes, Buffalo's made a somewhat unexpected splash on signing day. Uh, getting Des Moines Kennedy to announce his commitment via transfer, where he had been with uh, Alabama. And he's a uh, standout special teamer, linebacker, sometimes running back, so he's an athlete. Uh-huh. And just add that to a, a class for Deion Sanders that uh, widely re- regarded as a, a top 30 class recruiting, top six transfer portal Class, add it all together, what an immediate impact. And he's just, you, you listen to him. Here he is talking about Boulder. And he's only been here a short amount of time, but what kind of impression is Boulder making on him? Let me start by saying I absolutely love Boulder, Colorado. I really do. It was a hidden gem for me because I had no idea. You know, I ain't never been skiing. I really, but now I'm just ecstatic about bail and everything associated to this. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to get into a home so I could lay down and chill and have my dog run around the yard and, and, and have, call the place home. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You can't, you can't measure the impact that he's made. It, you truly can't. It goes beyond anything that, honestly, anybody could have expected. Sure. We, we knew that Deion Sanders coming to the bus would be a good thing. Yes. But nobody could have imagined it would go this well, could you? No, I don't. I, I mean, we all knew it was going to be good and it was going to be, you know, impressive and uh, the portal would open up and they'd have some great players come through. But I don't think you could have uh, ever predicted it was going to be this overwhelmingly huge. And he's right about Boulder, about Colorado in general. You know, when you think about Colorado, if you're outside of this state, like it happens to me every all the time when I'm traveling all the time, like people just assume that it's freezing cold here. All the time. Like, hey, September, you guys got a snow, and it's snowy from that point on. People don't understand what a banana belt Colorado is. And, you know, I I don't know that it's really been... Banana belt? Yeah, it's a banana belt. It's kind of warm area. Right? Isn't that a banana belt? You're not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe? I I have to admit, I've... You've never heard of a banana belt? I've heard of... I mean, I've heard of a banana hammock, Mm -hmm. banana holder. going on right now? 
It is but a banana belt? Yeah, banana belt. We live in a banana belt? Well, this is a high-altitude desert, but a banana belt's kind of a warm strip of land where you expect it to be cold, right? It's a banana belt. Let me look that up real quick. Can we get to look up music, Johnny? Yeah, because there's one other thing I do want to... Okay, let's get the chubby fingers going. All right, here you go. Yeah, let's... let's, uh, Okay, there they go. Banana belt? Yeah, banana belt. Colorado. Actually, that popped up right away. Banana belt, Colorado. Mm -hmm. A banana belt... Huh. ...is a large geographic area that gets warmer weather compared to the region as a whole, especially in the winter. Yeah. In Colorado, banana belts exist on the east side of the mountains due to downsloping winds. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Yeah. On this day, mark it down. Write it down. Mm-hmm. February 2nd. Mark Schlereth taught me something. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't happen often. No. Huh. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Your work here is done. I'm finished. So the next the next big thing I'm curious to see. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm curious to see. Okay, because I've heard all about the hype. Okay. Heard how excited everybody is. Yes, I've heard. Hey, you know, you guys got to really you got to jump on this CU bandwagon. You know, what I'm curious to see what's that? The spring game attendance. Ooh, it's gonna be sold out. It's gonna be April 22nd. Ten dollars a ticket. Normally, Ooh. normally a CU spring game gets what? Ten thousand people. Maybe. Mm. Uh, that's probably on the, the high end. We know how it is in, in football crazy markets. Right. Alabama, Ohio State. They get 90,000 people for a spring football game. Mm-hmm. I always see those pictures of spring football games. They're just like, wow, that's a that's a planet I can't even fathom. So what 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 should be the spring game attendance? Give me an over-under. What what does uh, Folsom Field hold? Oh, boy. I, I'd say a solid 50. Maybe a, a shade over. But let's just say 50. Nice but round number. I'm going to say it's going to be like a Rockies game. 4,200 or 42,000 people. Wow. That'd 41. be 40. That'd be great. Right. That would be awesome. Huge. We should go to that. Sure. Love to. All right. I... 40, so you're saying 42,000 people at a CU spring football game. Why not? I, Why I, not? Hey, I agree with you. For all the hype that has come, let's back it up. CU Nation, let's let's back up the hype. We, go up, we need to go up and pay a visit to Dion. We coming! We coming! What do you think? Someone says, I heard the CU spring game's already sold out. Hmm. Okay, I I haven't heard that. I'll I'll believe that when I see it. That'll be great. If you got fifty thousand plus at Folsom Field on April twenty second for a spring football game, be great. Woo! That now that would send a message. That would send the message that that this time that this thing is big time. Love and, the spring game. By Love the spring. Are football. we still? Are we still with all this excitement? Are we still going with the idea that the the vaunted Pac twelve uh, murderous schedule that the most you can expect this team to win is four games. Are we still going down that? You're bowl eligible this year. Folly path. You better really? be bowl eligible this year. I'm supposed to get all caught up in all this excitement and, and all the hype and we coming and then go out and expect them to win four games and yeah. be happy with that? You're not losing a bunch of pillow fights in the Pac-12 or Pac-whatever it is now. Still Pac-12, right? 
2024 is when USC and UCLA leave, correct? Yes. Yeah. Come on. I mean, this this, this the, the whole conference is softer than butter. They're going to be a bowl eligible football team. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't have this runaway excitement and then go out and only win three or four games. Yeah. The the impact needs to be immediate. There's one, to me. There's one real physical team in the Pac-12. That's Utah. Yes. There's one team that that matches physicality. It used to be Stanford too, but they just you know they're not playing the portal game and they're not playing the NIL game and all that stuff. But you know they used to recruit like big, strong, physical dudes. You know, Utah is that is that school now in the Pac-12. The rest of them, the, the rest of them, patty cake. Spread. Soft. Chip. Soft. That's the Pac-12. Right. There's no way Soft. you can you can put the word murderous besides the Pac beside the, the Pac-12. No. Or gauntlet. Yeah. Or whatever. Not the Pac-12. Peyton Manning, as uh, Will Peterson shares with us at DenverSports.com, uh, shared a congratulatory message and photo of uh, Tom Brady. As the uh, two of them were shaking hands after the, uh, well, the last time they played, Brady overall got the best of Manning, finishing with an 11 and 6 record overall. But Manning got the last laugh, beating him in the 2015 AFC Championship game. Boy, did they beat the snot out of Brady that day. Yeah. To the point where Brady saw some ghosts. I mean, he had that two-point conversion to tie it. Yep. At the end of the game, where Gronk was wide open, and he threw it into double coverage to Edelman, if you remember correctly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they they had him him triggering a little quicker than he ought to be triggering. By the way, you know what? I mean, just another way that Tom and I are tied together in, you know, in perpetuity uh, for (laughs) life. Uh, if this truly is it for Tom, you know who called his last game in the NFL? The playoff loss to the... Oh, shoot, no. Cowboys. The last regular season game. <laughs> okay, who, who called Tom Brady's last regular season game? It's significant, yeah. people. It's people really remember significant. this. Yes, yeah. yeah. I forgot that he was in playoffs already. <laughs> shoot. Get crushed by... You called his last regular season game? Yeah, last regular season That's, game. Okay. I love Tom Brady. With the benefit of hindsight now? Mm-hmm. Did you feel that this announcement was coming? Could you tell that if you had to guess the day that you hung out with Tom that uh, and, and exchanged that hug with him and he mm. brushed his cheek up against your cheek? We went cheek to cheek, people. You still haven't washed it. Oh, yeah. Did you seriously? Did you get a sense at that time that uh, no, no? I thought he'd be. I thought he'd come back. I thought he'd play one more year. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he would. I really did. After all that time, I, I, I sh- we shouldn't be surprised, but I, I did. I was I was expecting him to play. Mm. Uh, Manning said, congratulations to my friend Tom on an unbelievable football career. To do it as long as he did at the highest level is absolutely incredible. It was an honor and a privilege to compete against him on the field, and I truly appreciated his friendship off the field. I've always admired and respected his competitiveness, his dedication, his discipline, and his commitment to being the best. I wish him the best in his next chapter. Congratulations again, pal. Well, you know what? I think you could have uh, easily said uh, all those same things about uh, Peyton. Competitiveness, his mm-hmm. dedication, his dis- discipline, and his commitment to being the best. Yeah, no question about it. Who has a... Uh, do you, does Brady come anywhere close 
to living a retirement life like Peyton Manning has. I, uh, has I've, anybody no. enjoyed retirement like Peyton Manning has? And set his own schedule and done what he's wanted to do and made... I mean, that dude makes more money off the field than he did when he was playing, for crying out loud. Or close. He's got to be close to it, <laughs> don't you think? Here's a question for you. Good if for you him. could be Peyton Manning for a week, mm-hmm. would you want to be Peyton Manning the player or Peyton Manning the retiree? Oh, yeah, Peyton Manning the retired guy. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. What do I feel like doing today? I got mm-hmm. a jet at my disposal. Where do I want to go? Be great, wouldn't it? Now, that's the life. It is the life. That's the life. That is the life. Um, I have Adam Schefter from ESPN on the line. He heard a rumor. Oh, great. Tell Schefter to stick his rumor up. Sunny. Now, Peyton Manning's life is pretty good. Tom Brady's life is pretty good. But nobody enjoys the kind of life that Adam Schefter enjoys. He joins us now. Hello, Adam. I don't know about that at all. No, we, we think it's we think it's true. So how long were you sitting on this news? How hard was it for you to hold this thing back for the uh, Sean Payton to the Broncos news? What makes you so sure that I was sitting back and waiting? Because <laughs> I know you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I think the truth of the matter is, is that they were waiting for the Saints to agree to a deal. Right? Like, they were waiting, and until all the Saints called back to say, okay, you know, we're going to do something, you don't know that there's a deal. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it takes two sides to tango. So I believe, you know, the Saints called them back somewhere around 2 o'clock Eastern on uh, Tuesday, and they were able to talk through the agreement and figure out and finalize the compensation for Sean Payton and then you have a deal. I mean, look, here's the deal. You think it could be going that way, but I will also say at one point I thought it might be going Jim Harbaugh's way. At one point I thought it might be going to Miko Ryan's way. And when you asked me last week, handicap this, what did I say? I wouldn't handicap it because it changes on a day-to-day basis, right? I'm very honest. And it goes back and forth. Now, I really truly believe Sean Payton from the outset was the first guy that they were interested in and interviewed. And I think when they looked at it, they said, we love this guy, but it's going to be a lot of compensation to the Saints. Not going to be cheap to get him. Let's go look at everybody. And at various points, they they liked Jim Harbaugh, and they liked D'Amico Ryans, and they liked Dan Quinn, and they liked some of these other guys. But for one reason or another, it just didn't work out. And so you wind up back with the guy that you liked from the outset, but you balked at the compensation involved because of where your organization was at. And in the end, ultimately, that's the move that makes the most sense. So you do it. I personally don't care what it took. I'm just glad he's here. But for some people, it does matter. So I'll ask you, was Sean Payton their top choice or was it D'Amico Ryans? And if Ryans wanted the Broncos, that's who the Broncos would have gone with. Well, well, let me let me ask this question again. I think I just described it exactly how it was. They started on Peyton. He was the guy that they initially were drawn to. When they recognized everything it was going to take, they said, let's go talk to Jim Harbaugh. Let's go talk to D'Amico Ryans. Let's go talk to Dan Quinn. And they were very impressed with all of them. They were. And if they had wound up with Harbaugh, 
it wouldn't have been a shock, and they would have been good. And if they had wound up with D'Amico, that would have been good. And Dan Quinn, too. But it worked out that, essentially, Jim wanted to stay in Michigan. D'Amico let them know last week that he intended to wind up in Houston, where he played, where his wife was from, where his wife wanted to go. Stink, you're married. Mike, you're married, right? Yes. Your wife wants to go somewhere. How does it usually work out? <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, it's, it's like I said to people, you know, I wanted one dog, my wife wanted five dogs. So we compromised. We got five dogs. Yes. Okay? That's how it works. So they knew that D'Amico Ryans was going to be in Houston. And they said to him last week, look, if you'd like to come visit, we'd love to have you in. Let us know if it doesn't work out. It never got there. It never got there. And so over the weekend, and it's pretty simple to lay it out. Sean Payton on the Fox set, wearing the orange tie on purpose, sending the message to Broncos ownership. Want to be there? Let's get this done. Monday and Tuesday, they're waiting. They're waiting on the Saints. They're waiting on the Saints. So, again, at that point, the ship had sailed on the people. It's Sean. Who was the first guy they started with? He was the first guy they were interested in. He's the biggest name of the group. I, mean, I, I hope that answers it, Mike. I don't know. You tell me. No, nope, that, uh, that's a very thorough answer, Adam. Thank you. All right, Adam, what about the coaching staff? There's been a lot of uh, earlier in this process, there was a link between Sean Payton and defense coordinator Vic Fangio, who they just, uh, you know, fired here just a couple, uh, just a year ago or so. Uh, so, you know, where where do we stand on picking a staff? Where do we stand on Vic Fangio maybe coming back into this organization? Or is that ship sailed, do you think? I, I don't expect that Vic is going to come back. I think that definitely at one point in time, at many points in time, uh, Sean and Vic talked about working together, and I think that would have been ideal and preferable. But, you know, Vic's been talking to other teams, and, you know, I don't know that Vic expected that Sean – when they're talking, you know, in, in the off season and during the season that they think that Sean's going to wind up in Denver like that, that wasn't the plan. I don't, I don't think that that would have been Vic's first choice to be in Denver. Vic's, Vic wanted to be with Sean, but I, I just think the idea of going back to something uh, was not particularly enthralling to him. I still believe he'll wind up in Miami. That'll be the expectation uh, that he'll wind up there and Denver will have to uh, find a defensive coordinator. Now they've got a Giro Averro under contract. Uh, sounds like he wants to go to Minnesota. Uh, but he, here's the deal. Denver needs a defensive coordinator. So what do you do there, right? You, you just got to figure it out. And I don't know whether the two of them can sit down and work out some sort of compromise or Sean Payton looks at another candidate or how that works out. But, you know, again, they have uh, a zero under contract right now. And so that that's a, that's a interesting position to see how it all unfolds here. You don't think he'll get the Arizona job? Who will get the Arizona job? No, does, anybody, you know, does anybody get the Arizona job? <laughs> it, it, it might be Stink. I don't know for all I know. Like, you know, if Jeff Saturday get a job, why can't Stink? Right? So, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, he isn't playing Arizona. He isn't playing Indianapolis. And maybe he does get one of those jobs. That could happen, too. Arizona... You know, I think Arizona at one point would have liked Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn decided to stay in Dallas. And so that kind of sent them back to the drawing board a little. And they've got the Bengals coordinators in today. And they spoke to Mike Kafka earlier this week, the Giants offensive coordinator. And, 
you know, they earlier they spoke to Brian Flores and Aaron Glenn, who I think would be great head coaches. What they're going to do, I, I don't know. I don't know what the owner, Michael Bidwell, and the new general manager, Monty Ossifor, are thinking. Um, Indianapolis has got Aaron Glenn in today. Uh, they'll speak to Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator, at some point this weekend. I know they like Raheem Morris, too. I know they like uh, Rick, Rick Basaccia, um, Wink Martin. They got a lot of guys on their list. And, by the way, the Colts are not in any rush to make this hire. They're not going to make it this week. Uh, I think they're going to take it up till Super Bowl week and maybe even after the Super Bowl. So I, I think Arizona will be the next hire, but I don't know when and I don't know who. You, you mentioned I- Ivero might like to go to Minnesota, work with Kevin O'Connell, yep. the Rams connections. I get all that. But as you mentioned, yep. the, the Broncos still have him under contract. Could you Could you demand a trade? Could you demand a, way, demand a trade? If I'm a Giro Ivero and I want to go to Minnesota and Sean Payton's coming in here, and that's not my first choice. I say to myself, this is how I think. Hold on. Yeah, I'd like to be in Minnesota. But I get the chance to work around one of the great NFL head coaches, to watch how he runs an organization, to learn from him, to further prepare me for a head coaching job. Why would, why would you not want to do that? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean, if you're a young, aspiring, climb the ladder coach who has a bright future and is going to be a head coach one day, as he's going to be, why would you not want to learn from the best? Right? Like, I think of Mike Shanahan going back to San Francisco. And, yeah, you know, he obviously chose that, but he got to be around Bill Walsh and George Seifert and learn from those guys and talk. Like, what an opportunity. But that's how I would view it, but I don't know if that's how he views it. Could could you demand a draft pick for Minnesota under that? Scenario? I, I, I don't know. How, I don't know how that works. It's an interesting question. I, I'd have to check into that. Um, he is under contract, and you're under no obligation to let him go. So, if you could, I certainly would try to do that. Uh, if, he so, if he was so hell bent on going to the Vikings, which sounds like he wants to, if he doesn't get a head coaching job. What about uh, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, obviously, the Brady news, the retirement yesterday, which kind of shocked me. I thought he would uh, come back and play one more year, but it uh, doesn't look like he's going to do that. Where, where where does Aaron Rodgers end up next year? Well, I think they wind up trading him. But the, the two sides have to get to that position still. And and it, honestly, it sounds to me just from the outside looking in my readers, it's like they both want the other to say it to each other. They Neither one wants to be the one who breaks up with the other. right? But both sides are, I think, thinking about it and mowing a future without the other. Like, I think if you gave Aaron Rodgers truth serum, I think he'd prefer to be traded. I think if you gave the Green Bay Packers truth serum, I think that they think it's the time to move on. But both of them seem a little bit uneasy about saying that to each other and being the one that kind of started the chain of events in motion. And so at some point, those two sides have to sit down and, and, and be honest with each other and lay it out. And if they can figure out a way to stay together, great. Good for them if that's what they want. But just a little subtle hint, it just seems like both sides uh, have an interest in moving on. Uh, last one. Have you heard any of the particulars of, of Sean Payton's contract? How long is it? What he's, what's he getting paid? Yeah. All that. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that it's, a, that it's officially agreed to yet. I think they're still ironing out the final detail. Look, it's going to get done. It's not an issue, right? But there's a lot of language in there uh, that's very particular that you have to go over. Um, and 
as of last night, to my knowledge, it was not done. And do you anticipate that whatever the deal is, it includes him having full, final say in all football matters? Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know how they'll divvy it up, but I've always thought that if and when Sean Payton comes back and the team's making whatever the investment is in him that Denver will be making, that it's basically his show to run. Now, you know, George is the GM and he'll do GM things and Sean's going to do the head coach things. But usually in every organization, there's one dominant voice. And it's hard for me to imagine that Sean Payton, with his history, with his resume, with the contract that will get done, won't be the dominant voice. Anything, uh, George Payton, safe? Yeah, that's what I believe, yeah. We've got a lot of Paytons here, Adam. Yeah. A lot of Paytons. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a great law firm right now. Payton and Payton. And, and well, and then Payton, the other Payton. Yeah, we got who's, Payton, who's Payton, always Payton. around. We got we got oh, all kinds I, of Payton. I, I, that's awesome. Sean <laughs> Payton, George Payton, Payton. That's great. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> good. Oh. Lead with it on Sports Center. Thank you, Adam. I, I, was, I was I was one Payton short. You know, I I, I forgot to pay Payton and Payton. But okay, yeah. yeah. Now that we're now that we got that, that's great. And you know, if they could, uh, I'm just trying to think of other Paytons. I think it yeah, be all three cool. different different spellings on all three. Too, Correct. Right? Correct. Payton, Correct. Payton, Payton. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. Thank All you, right. Adam. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Have a great day. There he goes. Adam Schefter, our ESPN NFL insider. We got the laugh. We got the Adam laugh there at the end, too. Love the Adam laugh. Yeah, it wasn't a real boisterous no, laugh. It was but a good laugh. It's a good. Do we have the Adam Schefter soundtrack handy? Laugh track? <laughs> nah, that's, that's, that's the robust it. one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the good old belly laugh. Full throated, you know, good, yeah. Mm hmm. That's a guffaw. What is, um, he joins us on the uh, Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. As always, a lot to uh, unpack with Adam and why the NBA world, the sports world, honestly, hasn't seen anyone like Nikola Jokic come along in a long, long time. Got more evidence of that? Share it with you next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is just that you're so... You're so... Big. Here's Slareth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big, 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 huge. I'd like you to uh, slap down, if you can. Okay. Some of the anti-Sean Payton arguments. All right. Give them okay. To me. Give, rattle them off and rattle I'll slap them down. All right. He rode Drew Brees' coattails. Drew Brees was a cast-off from the Chargers, who the Miami Dolphins thought was better off, they were better off bringing in Dante Culpepper than Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't the Hall of Famer. Drew Brees developed into a Hall of Famer alongside Sean Payton. They they ran that course together, so that's ridiculous. The revisionist history on that is Drew Brees was not a Hall of Famer until he coupled with Sean Payton, and they grew that together. The Chargers thought so much of Drew Brees that they spent a top five pick drafting Eli Manning and then trading him for Phillip Rivers. Correct. The funny thing is, is that, you know, in this day and age where if you draft a quarterback really high, you, you got you to play him right away. You know, Phillip Rivers sat for two years. Mm-hmm. 
before he he got his chance. Um, sure, it aggravated the stew out of him. I'm sure having to sit like that. But yeah, the the Chargers thought so much of Drew Brees that they're like, yeah, you know, we're we're grooming we're your replacement. We're good. Yeah. We're good. So okay, there's that one. Right. His record is overrated. He only won one Super Bowl. One, it's incredibly hard to win a Super Bowl. Two, you're talking about an organization and when ownership, when coaches talk about ownership and the importance of being flush with cash to do the free agency, because to sign free agents, you have to have enough cash on hand to essentially to, to essentially be able to cover that entire contract. Even though all that cash isn't going out the door right off the bat, you've got to be able to put that money in escrow to cover it. You talk about a team in New Orleans that didn't have that. They, they weren't flush with cash that way. So you had to manage that football team. You had to do a great job of drafting. You had to do a great job of, of all. And he was able to do that. And he had the three years in a row when they got into cal- salary cap purgatory where they were 7-9, 7-9, But that dude, that dude has done it in a, in a city that, I mean, they love the New Orleans Saints. Don't get me wrong. But... That dude has done that with an ownership that didn't have deep pockets, and yet they won 10 games every year. Ready for another one? Yeah. Another argument, anti-Payton argument that's been raised. He bailed on the Saints and left them in salary cap hell. Dude, he was in salary cap hell, went 7-9, He's done that. He's been there. He's done it. It just got to the point where it was time. I mean, I understand that. It was time. And let me just tell you this. From a fresh start, and there's a lot of us as players who have gone through that. Hey, Peyton Manning, did he bail on the Indianapolis Colts or they they dump him? Like Tom Brady. Um, there's a lot of players that have done that. There are a lot of coaches who have done that. There is something about sitting back for a year and going off and having a new challenge and to re-energize your career and all that stuff. Like, they, they've gone out on good terms, and I guarantee you, you wouldn't have got Sean Payton for the 29th overall pick and a flop of second and third rounders had it not been for the relationship that Sean Payton has with the New Orleans Saints because they would have held out for two first rounders. So there's no question that there's a ton of mutual respect there, and it was just time. Okay, another one you hear a lot of. He's lost his fire and passion and desire to coach, as evidenced by... Spending this last year in TV. Um, I just think that that's ridiculous. One, and here's a guy that after those seven and nine seasons, what was, what, I mean, 12 games, you know, I mean, it was in the playoffs every year. They're, they're winning 12 games a year. I mean, he's, he's grinding. His teams are really good. And he, and he went through COVID and he went through all those things, man. I, now I don't buy that for two seconds. Sean Payton has a ton of passion for this game, a ton of energy for this game, and he's all about he's all about football. He's a power hungry ego maniac. Yeah, that's why he he brought me to practice one day as a civilian, just a former player watching practice, and asked me to jump into practice and start coaching his players up. Stop any drill you see if you see something you don't like. Coach him up. Yeah. That, yeah. Like everything is about the players. Go downstairs. It is state of the art in the New Orleans Saints facility. I've, I've, I've been there many times. It's 
state-of-the-art. Everything is new. Everything is plush. Everything is beautiful. Go upstairs to the coaches' offices. They haven't changed that carpet since the 70s. That's, that's like, not a rich... That, that's, that's never been a rich NFL organization. No. I'm telling you, the upstairs offices, when you walk up, I mean, it is a throwback to that 70s show. <laughs> you think Austin Kutcher is going to come out, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not kidding you. It, there is nothing. There is nothing flashy. There there is nothing updated. That all that money goes to his players. One more. Broncos gave up too much to get him. Because you, what you gave up a 29th overall pick. I mean, yeah, you people sw- love those draft picks. Oh my gosh! I mean, the 29th pick. Could you imagine? I mean, how are we ever going to overcome? Losing out on 2014 Dominic Easley or 2015 Philip Dorsett or 2016 Robert Kimdichie or 2017 David Njoku or 2018 Taven Bryan or 2019 uh, LJ Collier or 2020 Isaiah Will. Stop me when you've heard one. You know one of these guys. 2021 Eric Stokes or 2022 Cole Strange. We are screwed. Yeah. How are we going to overcome the litany of just Hall of Famers that you drafted 29 overall. Dude, J- I mean, come on. Kim Dietschy a bust. Brian a bust. LJ Collier a bust. I don't even, Isaiah Wilson. I, I don't know who he is. Eric Stokes. I don't know. I don't know. Cole Strange, did he play this year? Philip Dorsett, where's he at? Dominic Easley. Oh, he was out of the league a long time ago. Come on. Oh, my. how are we ever going to overcome those? I mean, goodness gracious. Now, if they were 30, 31 or 32, you could have gotten a quarterback. <laughs> well, no, you can still take them at uh You can take them at 29. Oh, no, you can't take them at 29. No, no. sorry. Not in the 20s. Not You're right. You're right. The 20s, you can 30, cannot. 31, 32, you can. Yeah. But not 29. Not you can take a quarterback at 30, but not 29. Mm-mm. 29, I mean, you, you just don't know what you're doing if you take them at 29. 30. 30, you could you're take brilliant. If you take them at 28, oh, my God, how stupid can you be? You can't be any dumber than that. Yeah, you can't. Or 24, like where Aaron Rodgers got drafted. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing you could ever do. Look how stupid I am. Amazing thing is, he wrote the manifesto on Tim Tebow, but according to his drafting rules, he would never have drafted Tim Tebow because Tebow went in the 20s. That's a good point. Right? There's a... It's a dizzying intellect. It's dizzying. You cannot. It's diz- it's, again, it's that, impossible the word, to follow. The word is so ap- appropriate. Yes. Dizzying. Sorry about that. Up next. Hey, I don't know how good CU is going to be on the football field, but anytime, anytime Dion speaks, you got to listen to it. And we'll do that. Along with Nikola Jokic's perfect answer as to how he feels about averaging a triple-double on pace to become only the third player in NBA history to do so. His response, classic. Next. We coming! We coming! You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. I wish I found some better sounds. No Who's better than Nikola Jokic? No, I'm not talking about the player. I'm just talking about how he views himself. And, and his accomplishments and what he's doing. And in a time where it's never been more evident, sports stars, athletes mm-hmm. trying to build their brand and get themselves out there, this guy just goes about his business 
in a way in which I actually honestly believe he doesn't yeah, care. Two he doesn't care about what he does. So he was asked how he felt now that he's averaging a triple double for the season. This was his response. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, like ooh. Yeah. How how cool am I? Yeah, who cares? Oh wow. Come get a taste. Wow, I'm so awesome. Ooh. <laughs> he doesn't care. No, he doesn't. And I actually believe it. I actually believe it. Am I being naive? No, I don't I don't I don't think so. I mean obviously it'd be cool and obviously he he you know he likes being he likes the fact that he won the MVP. I mean it wasn't like you know they presented it to him in Serbia coming off a horse. I got buggy. buggy. I don't think the horses are so relieved when he leaves for basketball season. Just like thank goodness. He just gets on them. The heels are dragging on the ground as he's riding Those around. Are big horses. They're probably he's like Clydesdales. Big sway back. They're like, <laughs> every time he steps on them. He didn't even have to put his foot in a stirrup. He just slings his leg over. <laughs> Serbian cowboy. That's what we should call him. The Serbian cowboy. The Serbian cowboy? Yeah. Yeah. He's averaging a triple-double. Averaging a triple-double. I, I beg him. Beg him. Please, I, I know it doesn't matter to you. Please, average a triple double for the season. Oh my gosh! And then I, I just, hope. I just want to see what the voters do with that. Because if there's anything to your uh, your belief that the voters, while recognizing that this might be his best year of the three, mm-hmm. that they just can't give him the MVP because it's uh, Jokic fatigue yeah. or, hey, he's never won a championship, therefore we can't put him in the same class as Larry Bird, Will mm-hmm. Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Test that theory by having him average a triple-double. Test it. Test it. We went put, through... We put went those through. voters right up against the wall and go, all right, now what are you going to do? We he just became the third those, player in yeah. history to average a triple-double. What are you going to do about it? We went through all those centers, like... And I understand it was a different time, but none of the great centers in the history of the NBA is nope. two guards got a triple-double. No center's ever gotten a triple-double. Average a triple-double. It's amazing. What Will Purdue never did it? No. Will Purdue. Bill Cartwright never did it. Shaq. Shaq never did it. Bill Walton never did it. Hmm. Dave Corzine. Dave Corzine never did it. Dave Cowens never did it. Robinson never did it. The Admiral never did it. Come on. Pat Ewing never did it. Patrick Ewing, keep throwing out centers. Come on, come on. Let's see. Bill Lambert never did it. Yep. Scott Hastings never did it. Robert Parrish never did it. (laughs) Nope. No. Just him. Just one. Because Oscar Robertson and and Russell Westbrook, guards, Mm -hmm. the only ones to do it. The big O. And the big O, where'd he go? Until they start playing and losing, because I guess we just got to expect them to lose a lot of games because of the murderous Pac-12 that they play in. Mm -hmm. I just love, to me, anytime Deion Sanders speaks, it's just... He's one of the most charismatic, entertaining, real, any so many other people. You can tell it's an act. They're trying. This guy just does it like he breathes. 
So as far as I'm concerned, at least until they start playing football games, and even then, anytime he speaks, it's must listen. So he just here's some Dion from yesterday. I'm signing class newcomers, 42 new scholarship players to date, which is incredible. 29 are already in already enrolled in the spring. Um, six new walk-ons. Uh, one played for me in high school, and he. I can't wait to see how he comes about. Let me start by saying I absolutely love Boulder, Colorado. I really do. It was a hidden gem for me because I had no idea. You know, I ain't never been skiing. I really, but now I'm just ecstatic about Vail and everything associated to this. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to get into a home so I could lay down and chill and have my dog run around the yard and, and, and have, call a place home. This is the first season since 78 that the most players didn't come from California, Colorado, Texas. Florida is in the lead with seven players, and I plan on doubling that. I love my Florida boys. I know what they're going to give me. I know who they are. I know how they was raised. And uh, we have tremendous relationships bringing those kids from Florida. Once they realize it ain't that cold, it's going to be all good for my Florida boys. A lot of coaches build inside out. Um, I build both ways. Um, I build outside in when I'm thinking defensively, okay? We're going to think the pass rush, the corners, the pass rushes, let's go get it. Okay, now let's go get the big boys to make sure they stabilize and control the run game. But when you're able to attain a couple guys of that caliber, not only guys that are really good corner, but they make plays on the ball. Both of those guys have tremendous receiver ability and capability. And some of the other guys that we brought in and some of the guys we're bringing in, we're not done. This is just a, a pause. This is just a comma. Because there's a lot of people that's going to bungee jump in that portal after spring because they're going to be disappointed in the playing time, the commitment, or the level of participation that they're garnishing. And we're going to take full advantage of that. So we're not done. This is just a comma for spring. We're coming! We're coming! Just a comma for spring. What is his appeal? Really, what, what, what is it? Why why is this guy the Pied Piper? Why has this guy been able to come to Colorado, of all places, and just get talent to start flowing in? Well, one, his whole life has been this, I mean, it's been on Instagram. It's what the kids see. They see the, they see him, the man that he is. They see the motivator that he is. They see the commitment that he has. They see, you know, this is an NFL Hall of Famer who was, you know, arguably the best to ever do it at his position. Um, and it's all it's all done in a format that all the kids live on. So instantly. Yeah, I mean, most of these kids, if they bumped into Kirby Smart, they wouldn't know they bumped into him in the airport. They bumped into Nick Saban. You know, I mean. Maybe. But maybe. maybe not. Yeah. But Dion? Yeah. I mean, Dion has got that. And he is a great motivator. And he is a good man. And he is, like, he's all those things. He really is. And so, and it's not, it's who he is, man. It's not baloney. It's it's real. It's it's the hardest thing to define. It. Right. You, you don't, you can't define it, mm-hmm. but you just know when somebody has it. Uh-huh. A lot of people walk around like they think they've got it. <laughs> you don't. Right. This guy's got it. He's always had it. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I mean. Always. Well, how do you, I mean, you look across the table at it every day. How do you I define do. it? I, I, mean, I you... see it every single day. That's right. 
I'm looking at it right, right. now. If you were just to define it, I mean, you would say beautiful. Smoldering Big. intensity. Mm-hmm. Jubilee. I mean, there would be a lot of... be a lot of... <laughs> Jubilee's the first thing that probably comes to mind. Right, yeah. right. The yeah. Jubilees, yeah. Jubilees. But they're part of it. They're part of it. It's the whole package. The whole package. But he's got it. And it's... I can't wait. I, I, I'm fascinated to see how this all plays out. I'm fascinated to see the videos and pictures from summer summer uh, summer camp. Oh yeah, as they get ready for the season, I, I, I the games. I just I want to see what this what a, what a Deion Sanders run football team in the Pac-12 at Folsom Field what it looks like. And I get it. I'm sure you're a CSU fan right now, and you're just gritting your teeth. You're a, a, a Nebraska fan, a Kansas fan. You're like, stop it. It's nauseating. They haven't played a damn game yet. I get it, but hey, man, your your school's your school's had a chance, and you passed. So you got this guy, yeah, and it's it's a it's a show to watch right now. It's, it's a show. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's a show, it really and I is. can't get enough of it. It is. It's a it's a great show. It's been a unbelievable run. You want to talk about fun, man? It's just fun. It's fun to watch. But it'll only last until they start playing Pac-12 teams. Then it'll all come crashing down to earth. Because huh, no, how can you beat these Pac-12 teams? No, they are. They are. It's over. We loaded. are screwed. I mean, murderous. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. Oh, gauntlet. <laughs> We're done. Players Club coming up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 